Hey everybody, uh, Skip here again for another episode of my little podcast. I know we've got a few people who have just come aboard to uh, to listen. I want to welcome you. Uh, what this is about is just me kind of sharing where I've been and, and what I think. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to <clears throat> agree with it. You don't have to ever send me money. It's just one way in which I think I can help myself by helping others and vice versa. So, boy, there's a lot of anxiety in the world right now. Uh, it is June 8th. Uh, demonstrations still going on. Coronavirus still going on. Uh, I have not been to work. I have been furloughed since the middle of March. There's just a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of change going on. And I will tell you that one of the things, uh, probably the, the biggest thing, that human beings cannot stand, cannot tolerate, do not adapt well to, is change. Even those of us who think we can live in or lean into change uh, readily or easily, really, we struggle with it, too. I mean, I, I always kind of considered myself a, a person who's uh, adaptable, uh, who uh, can flow with things, can change. And I still pride myself in that. I think that's one of the things about uh, finding meaning in your life is that you have to be able to to be ad- adaptable to what's going on in your life. However, uh, this is pretty big change here. This is pretty monumental change. I really uh, feel, I really sense that there's some real sociological uh, change going on. Uh, people are venting in really uh, profound ways right now. I don't want to get into the politics. I, that's not what this is about. I simply want to offer to you that, that I think what is really going on in totality is that we are in the midst of a transition as human beings. Now, it should not be a surprise to us. Uh, humanity is full of moments of transition. Uh, we can look back on wars. We can look back on social change, civil rights movement. You name it, there has always been moments of, of sociological change. This is different, I think, in that it's, it's global, uh, fueled by uh, instant communication, instant worldwide communication through social media, uh, fueled by the virus that we can't seem to uh, understand or, or deal with. Uh, we have found out that much of our society is really built on sand. And people are scared. You know, I, I scroll through Facebook, and there are times when I get angry, and there are times when I agree with people. But what I see, for the most part, predominantly, is people expressing fear. They're afraid. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, the one thing that we don't do very well is live into change. And when the change is global, uh, to whatever degree the change is coming, it definitely is global. 
we become really uncomfortable. And, and I see that in people. I hear that in their statements. I, I hear people uh, telling protesters to calm down, or I hear people uh, presenting sort of bizarre uh, conspiracy theories. All of that, folks, all of that is just an expression of fear of change. We are grasping for things that make sense to us because we have found ourselves in a place that doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, I think we have to take a stand of some sort, whatever that stand is to you. Uh, I think we need to fight for whatever change brings more acceptance, love, and harmony into the human uh, project, most definitely. Uh, But I also know that very few people see the totality of the change that really needs to happen. They hone in on a specific change that needs to happen, and then they let the thing that opposes them in that change define them. And that's really one of the sad things uh, that I see happening in this world, is that uh, we are once again perpetuating dualism, taking sides. You got to choose this and that or the other, or you got to be with this group or that group. And if you're with this group, you have to hate that group. And I guess one of the saddest things I'm watching transpire, uh, and maybe one of the most hopeful things I'm watching transpire, is that 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 idea of dualistic thinking is being challenged. Because quite frankly, folks, like King said, Dr. King Uh, None of us are free until we're all free. And so for me, I'm I'm watching as objectively as I can uh, people grasping and dealing with the fear they have around all the change and all the uncertainty going on. Uh, I'll use the analogy, I don't know if I've done this yet in a podcast, but I'll use the analogy of a straitjacket here. A straitjacket, a a person they restrain people with who are having issues controlling themselves, be it for mental reasons or drug overdoses or whatever it may be, they they put people in straitjackets. And a straitjacket is a restraint that the more you move, this is how they work, the more you move in a straitjacket, the tighter it gets. The more you recoil, the more you grasp, the more you try to struggle with things, the tighter, the tighter, the tighter it gets. So here's our challenge. Um, You know, do we approach uh, this as if it were uh, a straitjacket moment? There's my cat, Shadow. She likes to come in during these podcasts for some reason. I don't really know why. Attention. You know, do we, do we approach this as a moment where we struggle by judging other people, where we struggle by not getting what we think, where we struggle with the change, or do we figure out a way in which we can <clears throat> excuse me, live into it, live into the change? Uh, as Jesus would say, uh, we need to be in the world but not of it. We need to seek the change that brings about love and harmony, but it shouldn't define us. And 
And I just, I want to offer that to you, that in the midst of this great turmoil, we have to be careful of, of what we allow to define who we are. Because the things, I'm convinced of this, folks, the things that we oppose, the things that we hate, the things that we find disgusting will define us. And I don't mean that we will believe those things. What I mean is that the, the anger supersedes finding justice. The straitjacket tightens and we're, then we're not able to do any real work in the world. Uh, a lot of people are talking about, isn't peaceful protest better uh, to affect change? And what people are not understanding is that there never has been peaceful protest. That if we look back at Dr. King and the Civil Rights Movement or Gandhi and freeing South Africa and, and India, that those were not peaceful marches. The marchers were peaceful, uh, but they were brutalized. And so we, we live in this conundrum, don't we? We want to live into change. We want to hold on to ideas and concepts that really, honestly, folks, have no basis in reality. The folks who are posting that things need to remain, remain peaceful have no concept or no, have not done the study to understand that those protests back in the day were not peaceful that revolutions don't come peacefully, not in society and not in individuals. And that's where I want to go next. Because I think the same thing we struggle with as a society are the same things we struggle with as individuals. What I mean by that is this, that if you remember, I've said twice already, that the most difficult thing humans do or grapple with or struggle with is change. Now, I've talked about societal change. I want to talk about personal change because the same dynamic goes on. We fight against it. We, we want a reality that's settled. We want a, a reality that's peaceful. We all seek peace. We all seek uh, homeostasis for things to be leveled out, for things to be equal, for things to be calm. There's something in our soul that wants that. Uh, by the time you're my age, in my mid-50s, it's because you've lived enough life and you know that life is not going to be that way. And you begin to yearn for it more, so you become more set in your ways. And so we end up in this place where, where people become set in their ways because they are just simply seeking uh, calm. They want peace. And there's nothing wrong with wanting some peace and serenity. However, as we seek meaning, we have to understand that that's not the way life is. If our purpose of living is to construct a life where we don't have to deal with life, then we are following a track that isn't going to lead us anywhere. If you were to ask drug addicts, why they use drugs, they will tell you to find peace. Uh, if you were to ask people who eat too much or exercise too much, you name it, it it's this quest for homeostasis, for, for things to be uh, in unity and harmony. And then when we find that and something disrupts it, 
or interferes with it. We become hostile even. And brothers and sisters, that's really what we're seeing. We're seeing the hostility that comes with a disruption of what little peace we think we have found. Take, for instance, someone who struggled with alcohol for years, and you wonder why they don't change their ways. It's killing them physically and spiritually. It's because that's what they know. You know the old saying, better the devil you know, right? It's better to, to live in a hell that you know than to move out into something that is new and, and transformative and scary and changing all the time. It's the same story for individuals as it is for societies. That when we are moved into change, we recoil. I've shared with you before that I was a professional uh, religious person for 20 years. Uh, And what I saw destroy religious communities. What I saw destroy even businesses and self-help groups is that when change was offered, people recoiled. And they would literally, I've seen this, folks, I saw religious people destroy the lives of other people to retain the power, to retain their perception of serenity and peace. I think that's what's going on now, that people are freaking out because we don't know what to do with all this change. So what do we do? You know, okay. Okay, I've pointed out the problem. You know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Maybe you don't see it the same way. That's fine by me. Like I said, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm convinced that what's going on is a movement into the next place of being human. As I watch individuals struggle uh, coming out of years of addiction or coming out of uh, abusive relationships, I see the same thing. People moving in to a new way of being human, but that new way of being human doesn't always mean that there's going to be a lot of serenity there. There might be more when you get there, but the transition to that place, to that new place is scary. That journey from where you're at as, a, as an individual or, or even a society is frightening. So, what do we do? What's the equipping thing here? What's the thing that that we may need to uh, see uh, the new piece of meaning we may need to find in order to journey on this transition or any transition. And I would simply say this, and, and I, don't, I, I don't mean to oversimplify something that's complex, but for me, what it simply means is to accept that change is part of life. That change will always be that if you look at our world, I'm looking at some flowers right now out my window. Those flowers will, will grow uh, winter, at least here in Iowa, where I'm from, where we're at here. Uh, winter will come, the flowers will, will go dormant. Uh, winter will pass, spring will come, the flowers will bloom on and on. Nothing but transition. You look at the universe ever expanding, nothing but transition. You look at something as simple as a blade of grass, nothing but transition. You look at a human life, uh, nothing but transition. And so if we can accept life on those terms, 
I think we're going to be better off. It doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean you're always going to have peace in the middle of that. But what it has done, for me anyway, is forced me to see those eternal moments. It's forced me to look deeply at my family and my friends and myself and, and um, appreciate uh, moments because I know they're going to transition to somewhere else. Uh, those of you who know me, you know that I'm a, music is everything to me. Uh, I play some guitar, I listen to music. I, George Harrison in his first, the, the Beatle guitarist, in his first solo album, All Things Must Pass. And you listen to the song on that album, it's titled All Things Must Pass, and you hear that idea of finding some serenity in the midst of, of impermanence. And you see, what we Western people want to do is we want to find permanence. We want things to be permanently settled. We're tired of change. We're tired of transition. We want the, I'm now using air quotes here, old days. We want the good old days back when things were settled and things uh, were the way they should be. But if you look at the good old days, they never were that way. So if we can live into, brothers and sisters, transition, if we can accept it as a part of life, engage in it in ways that promote love and justice and peace, then we're better off. But we have to engage in it in ways that promote love and justice and peace for everyone. Or we end up back in that cycle. We end up back in the have and have nots, the us and thems, the, the, the right and wrongs, the, the dualism that traps us. So I want to end with that. I've been a little wordy today. I apologize. Um, but it's been on my mind that, you know, we need to be engaged. We need to be involved. We need to hope and, and work towards every human being being free from the thing that traps them and binds them into a life of hate, into a life of judgment of others, into a life of being a victim, whatever it may be. Uh, what humanity needs and, and what we need is catharsis. We need transformative catharsis. And the only way we're going to find that is if we lean into the change, personally and collectively. So fear not, brothers and sisters. Change is coming. The question then becomes, how are we living into it? I'll leave it there for now, and I want you to know that you're cared for more than you can imagine. That ultimately what lies beyond the realities that we construct is an unconditional love that I have just a couple times in my life experienced firsthand, and they have changed me. That love has changed me. And so I want you to hold on to that. If you've not experienced that, um, hold on. Find it in the eyes of the people you love, in the hugs of the people you care for. Uh, find it in yourself. And I want to uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.